Hey guys, welcome to Unpredictably Elevated with Chai and Redeem Rebel. What's going on, y'all? Another day, another struggle. Challenge. Going through challenges. But we are overcomers, y'all. We must overcome like our people back in the day did. <laughs> Alright, so today's theme is secular harmony, guys. Ooh. So, uh, for me, that's mostly um, not just between religion and the secular world. Well, I guess that's really like the main concept. There's un- like subcategories. So, for me, the main thing is music. Hmm. Um, just trying to find that balance between positive, uplifting, and, you know, my good club music (laughs) i don't know i don't i don't really have a definition for it i guess it's just uh balancing the good and the bad like you know how you like certain things and you're like dang i don't want to give that up or you feel certain types of ways and it's like okay well how do i incorporate that into this um this new you because for me i exist on two on one side of the spectrum either i'm all in or i'm all out so i feel like with my spiritual journey i have moments where i'm just completely spiritual like i don't listen to nothing worldly or anything that i feel would hinder my spirit and then when i get tired of that then i go back to the old stuff like the worldly stuff as they call it or negative things and stuff and it's like i don't really know i i I guess i still believe in legalism which is like the rules and traditions of religion so it's like I exist on two sides. I never really thought to try to bring them together. Yeah, so that's where the secular harmony comes in. Um, because I do want to find that harmony. Like I don't um I don't think that as individuals um who are going through their journey in Christ that we have to basically automatically go like everything that's not supposedly christian we shouldn't be doing um my whole motto is everything in moderation um so for me trying to be authentic to who i am i want to not put myself in a bubble because that also triggers my people pleasing and my uh worrying over or having anxiety over the perceptions that society has put under on the labels of religion and um spirituality yeah um so we don't really have a black history fact today but we do have a kind of black history perspective Mm -hmm. um within um the church and Specifically the black church. Yeah. Because they're very... The black church is so... They're very legalistic. And legalism is basically, like I said before, um, you're more so about the laws, rules, and regulations. Like the Philistines, basically. They were so concerned about the laws that you obey and all of that that you forget the main point of it, which is the actual spiritual aspect of the relationship. So the black church, like... I've always had a fear of being the old church lady because that's what I've seen. Mama took us to Baptist church, Methodist church, uh, fucking Pentecostal, all that shit. And they was just, 
<laughs> there's a lot of judgment there is um and i think it, it's just it's almost as if it's like if you're in this if you're if you adhere to all of the characteristics of this religion label then you're kind of like superior to other people yeah and it's like i don't know if we're trying to compensate for the fact that we don't feel which honestly no one and that's within spirituality is no one is supposed to be superior or inferior like you shouldn't believe you're superior or inferior to anyone we should all be on the same level Mm -hmm. um but i feel that because society has this superior or inferior complex that since we don't feel superior in the world within the church we make ourselves superior that's an interesting take i never thought about it like that <sighs> things come to me i just think about it i don't know, I don't <laughs> oh, know. bars <laughs> so ridiculous but um but yeah like it that's just how it seems because it doesn't it doesn't make sense if someone comes to the church um regardless of their background or what they used to do or what they're still doing the church is and at least in catholicism is about love i mean all all religions should be about love but um catholicism bases their teachers on on love and service um so with that in mind how are you loving someone for judging them for doing something that you probably used to be doing back before you were you know spiritual or the thing is that no one is without sin Mm -hmm. so if no one is without sin how can you judge this person for doing something maybe you didn't do that exact thing but you have sinned and no sin is above (coughs) the other so I just don't know I just don't know and it just it's hurtful because a lot of people don't go to church because it's so you like oh if I don't dress a certain way or if I don't speak a certain way or if I go out on the weekends or you know what I'm saying like there's just so many I don't wanna uh, I don't know there's just there's there's so many characteristics under this label that they feel that you need to adhere to yeah i can say i think that's why i was so afraid to become a christian because i have this thing called the old church lady and the old church lady sits at the front of the she sits at the front of the church where it's all white with her big ass church hat okay she used to be wild buck wild back in the day and she's been reformed so now she sits on the front of the church and she just doesn't have fun anymore. She just reads the Bible, sings old Negro spiritual hymns, you know, walks real slow, you know, and that because I guess that's what I see. That's what I saw Christianity as. And it's kind of how it was taught to us. Like you, I don't ever remember being taught about the relationship between Christ we or weren't. we weren't. Yeah. And it's just like, we basically went to church for the rules. Yeah, we went to church because we had no choice. Yeah, and then it's like, you were completely like, you was just... I was over it because uh, we went to uh, one of those... uh, It wasn't like a mega church. It was like a semi... Yeah, it was. I know what you're talking about. I know. We can't say names. You're right. In Orlando, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, and what got me, because, you know, 
I, you know, I'm for all for justice and, you know, helping out my peoples. And I was already over the whole money thing. But then the second thing that was like the last straw when I was like, I'm not going to church anymore, was when the pastor was was literally telling people which um, amendments and stuff to vote for in the upcoming election. Like, literally, which ones? Like, a list. And I was like... See, I don't remember all that. I was, I was livid. I was sitting in that chair. I was, oh, I, I wanted to leave so bad. I was just like, what? What? Because you don't believe in whatever you're going to tell this whole congregation. This entire, you have the influence over this whole congregation right now and you're telling them not to vote on something because you believe that it's not godly i was oh my gosh i was hot i was so hot i was just like what is there is no and i think this is not just in black churches but there is no separation of church and state i believe i mean maybe in some aspects but yeah, that is true because it's like just because the just because the church doesn't believe in it from a like from a government standpoint, you are supposed to be for all people. So even if you don't agree with it, it's like well, like for example, the gay rights thing, it's like, yeah, spiritually you feel like it's it says it in the Bible, so you like, okay, well I have to go with the Bible says, but it's like Yeah, but how can you tell somebody they can't get married? Like that's their I mean that is a God-given right. Like you want to get married, so it's like that's something that's afforded to people. Being a human being, like to get married, it's just like saying you can't have children because you don't. <clears throat> you have one toe missing or something. It's like you can't do that. So I, I get what you're saying. I think we. For me, I feel like I was just brainwashed because I didn't even realize about the money thing. And but it's like now that I'm hearing that more, where. Even at the, the same church, $50, $20, follow the line. I'm like, dang. Yeah, asking for a specific money. Oh, if we get five people to come up with $50, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I was just Yeah, like, I didn't realize. I didn't even realize that. But I just thought, I was just going with mama because I felt like, then, you know, they'd be. Ah, <laughs> 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 right, neighbor, neighbor, everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you feel the spirit and stuff. And I'm thinking that that's what, that's what it was, you know? And it's like you can tell the difference or at least i can tell the difference now going to the church we go to now and it's like i couldn't like when we went to church on sunday it's like it's a difference because they weren't really saying anything that you can apply to your life it was just a whole bunch of well i mean the only thing i got was uh dang i can't even remember so maybe not but just in general you know like you it's nothing to really that you can apply to your life or break it down. It's just a whole bunch of hollering, a magic show. And that's why I turned to Catholicism. And I get why. I was more one of the again, I was just brain I feel like I was just been brainwashed my whole childhood, bro. I just wasn't aware of shit. I I don't know, like I don't think they okay, so if we take this back to slavery, one, we weren't really allowed to read the bible per se because you know we weren't allowed to, to read, read. <laughs> but when you know there was someone who did know the word that's something that they clung to so it's not like 
having a relationship with God is something I believe, you know. Slaves only had what they had. That's what they had. I mean, they had the word. Mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily that they had the relationship that we're striving to, to have today. Because the way I, the way I'm looking at it, it, it seems like we went to church um, because that's where we could gather and we could commune with one another. Forget um, about our problems. Right. So, and that just kept going. It just kept going like that. Yeah, because the black church has been very prominent in our progression as black folk. Like, for the civil rights civil rights movement and other movements we everybody went to church that's where most of the, the meetings were held mm-hmm. and even going back to um even going back to you know just the church the bombings and stuff that what happened in the church and even the most recent you know charleston shooting in the church and it's just <laughs> sorry one of our cats just kind of yeah. took a dump <laughs> got this place hot man but um but yeah so it's it's just i feel like it's a it's a generational thing and i and i don't think we're just kind of forced to go because we're supposed to go whatever but even because I don't know because we had Bible studies and stuff sometimes, but Mama didn't. I don't. I don't know that we. I don't know. Like I don't know if we got anything from those, and then we. It wasn't like it was super consistent. So it's just like we weren't taught to have. Hold on, we got to do some cleanup. Yeah. Shit, nasty, bruh. Okay, okay, it's over. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are real, okay? Parenthood never stops. Jeez. Oh, you can't say that too much because there's a group of people who think that just because you have pets doesn't make you a parent. I mean, I can agree, but you say it so often, it's like, oh, no. Because, bro, yes, I didn't give birth to my pets, okay? But I have to worry about when they're sick. I jump out of bed just of the sound of Simba vomiting. Like, <laughs> like there's just, it's, there's a lot of similarities. I'll put it at that. But to me, I'm a parent because I can't leave home unless I make sure that my pets are taken care of. Okay. I forget. I Sometimes I forget how? about my rabbit. Well, yeah, because you don't have, well, I don't know. I don't know how you forget about your rabbit. But all I do is make sure she eat, make sure she got a clean place to pee and uh use the bathroom let her be free so she don't be locked up in that cage and i go about my business mm -hmm. that sounds like most parents in america they forget that their kids need emotional and mental stimulation <sighs> yeah sorry we just went on a tangent so we're gonna yeah. bring it that's all another, the way back that's another topic for a different day um but but yeah so just the <laughs> digress <laughs> so our black history perspective is that within the black church um there's a lot of judgment and there is a lot of society's expectations within the church i feel like i, I fall under that because i'm i judge 
Oh yeah, I, I feel like everybody does at some point. It's like, it's kind yeah. of a human thing. We just have to be aware and conscious of that so that we're not like in it for too long. You know, yeah. Like if you recognize that you're that you're judging someone, you were like, wait, wait, you know, hold on, you know, I don't know them, I don't know their life, you know, I have no right to judge them. You know, that's okay because, you know, we're we, we're human and we have to yeah. just be self aware of that. Um But I but, think that I think the church ju- judges because again it's they separate themselves. I I can say for me, like you get to this point where you feel you feel like you're growing and you don't see nobody else around. You don't you don't see other people growing or you've gotten to a place where you're growing and you're like, Man, people should be doing that because they'll experience this and it's like it's a form of separation, you know, and then you see yourself doing this like, yeah, I'm better in my life. Look, what are they doing? They just, mm. like you see somebody like, like now, for example, if I see somebody smoking weed, I'd be like, mm. you know, instead of damn, I used to do that, you know, I, the causes and stuff. And it's like, you just, I don't know. I feel like you just kind of separate yourself from them or you look at it as you're growing and you, you want to you see that you're growing. And you see somebody else is not growing. And maybe you want them to grow. Or you just. I don't know. You don't. You recognize that they're not growing. Or maybe they're just different from you. Because everybody that smokes weed. Doesn't mean that they're in a negative state in life. You know. And I, I have to do that. I have to tell myself that. But just in general. You know. And God is near. Miss Somebody. One of my mentors. She said God is near the broken hearted. So the people that we look down on more on on the most are actually God is actually more closer to them than anybody because they need him, you know what I'm saying? So I think we just I think once you once you elevate, you feel like at least for me, I get arrogant. So I just be like, shit, I'm popping. What the fuck is you doing? You know what I'm saying? How are you doing? Right. Yeah. Alright, so I guess we should segue into keeping it real. <coughs> Alright. So how you keeping it real today? I want to twerk for Jesus. That's how I want to keep it real. Twerk for Jesus? Yeah. Okay, how? Just one cheat, two cheat? Left cheat, right cheat? Or clapping together? I like clapping, you know? Okay. How you think he'll feel about that? You think he'll be breakdancing? I don't know. I mean, I would like to think that you'd be throwing dollar bills, but that's just me. <laughs> that's funny as hell. You're like, damn, look at my daughter. Nah, never mind. That don't look sound right. Look at my, <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> like, damn, Jesus, you commit incest, bruh? Nah, actually, I don't think it'll be like that. It'll be like, I respect your hustle. I respect your way of giving me glory. Yes. Okay. I just don't want to be put in a box. Like, ugh, I can't, you know, listen to City Girls and then turn around and listen to Casting Crowns. Like, who is Casting Crowns? It's a band. Oh, a gospel or a Christian, Christian gospel? Christian. That's another thing, difference between Christian and gospel. But yeah, again, another day. That's a black history fact. <laughs> so on Spotify, something my sister identified 
gospel was more so towards black artists, whereas Christian is towards the right artists. So let's talk about these racist ass, not right, well, stereotypical genres. Yeah, that's that's a whole different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because that goes with everything, like <laughs> that's another classical box. music and jazz. Contemporary. I don't even know what contemporary is. Contemporary versus what? Mom, no. Contemporary versus. I would say classical. Because contemporary is modern, so. Old and whatever's old. Oh, okay. <laughs> whatever's old. I don't know, but yeah, that's a, that's a separate thing. So, what's your keeping it real? Why God? No, that's that's not keeping it real. Oh. Well, keeping it real. Well, I mean, I feel like my keeping it real is the same as my why guy. Like, <clears throat> I just want to be a player. You know what I'm saying? Like, expressing love in a beautiful way, but at the same time, not having no soul ties. Because that's impossible. <laughs> you do know that, right? <laughs> Nothing is impossible with Christ, bro. <laughs> Nothing is impossible with Christ. So what you go? So so you gonna be like, look, I don't want to create no soul ties, but so before we start this, what, you gonna pre-break the soul tie? I don't know what it is, but I feel like okay. For example, dating. I can understand the part of not wanting, not dating without a purpose. Because why would you waste your time with somebody and you're not going to marry them? Like you just spending time with them. They basically y'all wasting each other's time versus actually getting to know people, um, building relationships and building connections. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not speaking from personal experience, although I don't think I want to date, but like just, you know what I'm saying? It's very hard. I, I, just the boxes. Secular dating and Christian dating. Yeah, what is? I feel like it's deeper than that. Like, can we have sex? Like, why do I have to be abstinent for the next ten years of my life? Because that's how long I feel like it's gonna take for me to get married. Again, I completely understand the part of soul ties. You're wasting. You're giving your body to somebody that's basically saying that they're not willing to commit to all of you. I get that completely. But it's like, what if you don't want to give, you personally don't want to give your body, I mean, give your your all to that person. You just want to have a beautiful spiritual, a beautiful spiritual physical experience. Like, <clears throat> is that wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there a way to have a healthy sex life as a spiritual Christian or uh, as Catholic? As a single spiritual, well, I mean, within Catholicism, it's not. It's kind of like, no, it's, it's, it's like... You know, your body is yours and God's until you're married. Um, because one, there's just, that's another thing. Like, I, I'm still learning, you know, I'm only like four years into my Catholicism. Um, so I'm still kind of breaking apart what I used to believe or what I believe now and trying to uh, incorporate my Catholicism into each one of those so for right now my to under my understanding of Catholic relationships you to love yourself and to love God 
and to love your future partner, you will wait for them. Um, and that's understandable. So, um, <coughs> like, what you do to your body is going to affect your future partner. Um, that's and that true goes, because you have to unlearn all of those things or... Yeah, you so to. you have to grow and learn about yourself because when you meet that person, you want to be whole, which I feel like you won't meet that person until you're whole. But then I'm like, ah, eh, because I met my cur current partner and I'm not entirely whole yet, I feel. I feel like I definitely have a lot more work to do, but I'm on that path. Um, but I do feel like you need to be on the create, uh, on the, um, the path to like the best version of yourself either while or after or like you know on your way to meet your current partner because if you meet your partner and you're still you're not really true to yourself you're not authentic to yourself you have a ton of bad habits you're toxic um you have a lot of trauma ticket triggers it's going to be hard to cultivate a true to me personally a true christian relationship because unless that person is patient with you and know, and i feel like they have to kind of know a little bit about your story because i feel like that's the only thing that saved me so far is he knows a lot about my past so he's patient with me learning because um, I'm currently learning about my trauma triggers and I have to be vulnerable enough to tell him as well. So if I say, um, can you not say that or can you not, you know, do something that that makes me feel that brings up my trauma or something like that, then he understands that you have to have that with that person. There's a, a transparency that you need and not everybody is available or, you know, uh, accepting of that transparency you know if you open up to someone who's toxic they can end up using that against, against you. you and then that creates another trauma within you and makes you not want to open up to anybody else so it's like you to me I would rather like I've uh, been through a lot with relationships so where I'm at right now I am happy to wait for um the person who is going to accept me as i'm growing and continue to grow throughout life and that's something very i don't want to say it's hard to come by but it's kind of hard to run into i guess because there are a lot of people out there who say one thing and they could do one thing for a certain amount of time just so they get, can get close to you enough to uh, take you for or take advantage of you. Um, so it's just like, damn, like I waited for this person. I thought they were the right person and they um, and then they took advantage of me. So now I feel like, you know, I don't want to open up to people and all that stuff. But it's just like you can't do that because then when you the right person does come around, it's going to be way harder for them. Um, because they have to unpack all of your baggage. So, you know, within a Catholic relationship, it's one thing if, um, like for me personally, obviously I wasn't uh, abstinent or celibate until this relationship. <coughs> so, 
before like I, I have to and I'm still currently unpacking baggage from previous relationships from sexual trauma and stuff like that um, so even though I, I have someone who's helping me with that when you decide to be abstinent whether you're in Catholic or not um, finding people if you tell that person you're abstinent or a celibate and their and their response is basically like oh we'll see or you know yeah there's that's has that's happened before to you yeah you know we'll see how long it takes you know so it's just like that sounds like some predator shit yeah yeah there was a lot of that in there there was a lot of grooming involved but you know that's in the past so yeah. um so yeah like there's um it, it's a lot it's a lot to, to pack but i understand what you're coming from because before i was celibate in the relationships that i was in like you do feel i don't want to say it's like sexual power but you feel your sensuality like you're able to to me being in tune with your sensuality and your sexual sexuality which i'm still trying to learn the difference between mm -hmm. um is it gives you for me personally it was i felt confident in myself i felt like i knew my body um and that's something i'm also struggling with within catholicism um because i feel like it's it's sex in general at least in my experience isn't really talked about and if it's talked about it's either in a negative way like don't do it before marriage or whatever or just like, you know, don't be promiscuous or in those type of terms. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like being sensual, being sexual to me is a part of being a woman. Right. And so I understand where you're coming from because it's like before I get married, I want to feel that sensuality. I want to feel that sexual confidence within myself. So it's like, do I have to experience that with other people? Or is it possible for me to experience that sensuality or sexuality by myself? Um, yeah, because like even masturbating, it's like <clears throat> they had a thing where they were trying to do away with masturbating. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get that. I even get the whole porn thing because it's not real. Porn is... It's very addicting. Yeah, very. And... um it's not real it it's it's a lot of just lust basically it's just free lust right and it's not necessarily realistic but it's like okay well what do you do with all of these feelings that you feel and it's like then you read song of solomon you know or you read you know the it says the bible is the greatest love story okay and i understand that there are other forms and expressions of love but god my most favorite one <laughs> is a physical all right because it's beautiful, literally. Oh my God, the little death. I'm just saying, why do you call it the little death? Because a piece of you dies. Okay. And if that's what yeah, death feels and like. It connects to the other person. <sighs> called a soul tie. Yeah, that's crazy though. It just just that whole concept is fucking crazy. Like sex is literally dying. Like you're dying. You're dying. And it's like, damn, is that what is that is that really what death feels like? I don't 
think so. <laughs> but yeah, it's like exploring your sexuality. You know, how do you, you know, like how do you, how do you, how do you even balance that? You know, and I'm one of those people where I feel like if a woman is too expressive or too sensual or too sexual, I judge her because it's like. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. But then it's like, I have a freak flag. You know what I'm saying? As well. And it's like, if you fly a freak flag, you can't be Christian. Right. And it's like, damn, Jesus. But you put all of these. Didn't you give me these emotions? That's why I write all my poems. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you have harmony with your own body? And then even with experimenting. With different sexual pleasures like with different people different genders or just different forms of sex it's like is this wrong am I going are you going in dark territory like and I guess it really just depends on you and how you feel like to each his own like and what your relationship with God is yeah because some people can be can fly their freak flag and they find peace with it or I don't know I guess it just like it depends on your walk and what you can take and not take. And that's that's the 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 difficult part for me is like okay, well I'm supposed to be this I don't want to say prude, but I'm supposed to be like this modest Christian girl, but when I get married I'm suddenly a freak, you know what I'm saying? Like where was all of that hiding? Suppressed. I think for the right person I freak flag or fly. Yeah, but it's like We have to wait for that. And it's like, what if you're 40? Then you're 40. But again, I understand waiting because some people are not worth your body. They're so not. that I understand. They're really not. Like that I get. But it's like, okay, well, if you find somebody, is it possible to find somebody on common ground who is not toxic, who is healthy? And you guys want to have a healthy sexual relationship, just sex, you know? But that's the thing. Is it really just sex? It depends on the. It depends on both of you. Off both of you are not. You're not looking for a commitment, and you just want to take your passions out on one another. But here's the thing: with women, we produce hormones yeah, that enable us to bond when we're having sex. I feel like so sex it's like isn't we can't just... without a bond. Damn. Right. So it's like damn if we do, damned if we don't. Pretty much, because. Regardless of how you think about that person, like, oh, I'm just going to have sex with them. I don't feel anything towards them. You may not feel anything towards them, but you're still creating a bond with them. So there's a thing that I'm learning about called trauma bonding. Um, and I feel that it that contributes a lot to like emotionally and physical abuse relationships. Because this person you have trauma with you also have a bond with. So that's why I feel personally um, when women or men go back to abusive relationships, <coughs> it's because they have that bond with them. It's not so easy where you can't just, everyone's like, oh, just break up with them, just leave them. But it's just like you have a bond with them that pulls you towards them. So it's it's not easy, as easy as just walking away. Some I mean, some people it is, I don't know, but like 
just speaking from my experience it's not that easy to just walk away from someone especially if you've been with them for years and you have trauma with that person it's just it takes a long time to sever that bond to sever that that soul tie um yeah to even realize that you was even in some messed up stuff yeah because that's you know that's another thing that this is getting a little bit off topic but they don't teach you at least i wasn't taught what the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships or what was more importantly what is considered abuse because my understanding at the time was if if it's not physical it's not abuse so i was getting a lot of emotional and mental abuse but i could i felt that i couldn't categorize categorize it as Abuse. abuse because it wasn't physical yeah but i don't even think i know exactly what emotional abuse is or mental abuse is if there's just a lot of manipulation um there's a lot of that's something i have to do my research and, on. yeah there's there's a lot um that's one of my um the course that i'm designing right now is going to be pretty much everything that i will teach my children about um sex relationships childbirth um female and male bodies and it's also important because in order you have to be healthy yourself and hold yourself to even have healthy sex right and it has to be a give and take and sex is not just, I was looking at um, this YouTube page and <clears throat> um, the lady, she's a sexologist. She was saying that sex, we often think sex was just as penetration, but she's like, it's not, it's not just penetration. It's like caring about the person as a whole, like it's about like touch and like your senses and, and emotional and all of that. So it's like. Even that takes work. So I understand you might as well be in a relationship with the person. Right. For you to be doing all of that, you know. But then it's just a th beautiful thing that God <laughs> created called chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And with chemistry, everything just comes together naturally. But you don't even have to do all of that. You just and and you just experience that person. And it's like, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just natural but that i don't want to say it's have rare. chemistry with that person but not be compatible right but in a sexual relationship <laughs> i feel like chemistry is important i mean yeah it is important but it's like we don't need to be compatible well you do in a way but i feel like if we just doing it if we just having sex i just want the chemistry because we're gonna go about our business afterwards so what do you think about the she's gotta have it series <sighs> that's beautiful but i feel like <laughs> Nora, for me i judge Nora because for me she's too wild but it's like why do i feel like a woman needs to be controlled and that's something that i have to that's something i have to look at because it's like <clears throat> i think it's an insecurity in me because you want to it's like an insecurity of will that person be loyal to you or is that person committed to you mm -hmm. if they're so just open and sharing themselves with everybody you know what i'm saying but i feel like i 
I don't know. I feel like that's beautiful. And it's like, does God exist in that? Like, can God exist in something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would take a lot of discernment. <laughs> a lot of discernment for me personally. Because it's like, is it a, it's a lot of chaos in there? Like, you got three different men and you know, you're dealing with three different energies and you know what I'm saying? And it's personalities. like, right. But I feel like I would just want to have those sexual experience, those different sexual experiences with just one person because I, yeah, I feel like that's part of being a serial monogamous in a way. I know, yeah. Cause it's like, all right, when I'm done, when I, when I get tired of you, I want to try. I want a different person, you know. It's not necessarily when you get tired of them. It's just kind of it, it gets it old. Gets, yeah, it gets it gets old, which I feel like is different from when you get tired of somebody. It's not necessarily you don't want to be with them, but it's just like <sighs> I want to like, try something new. Yeah, like it gets yeah. But, um, I, yeah, serial monogamy runs in our family. <laughs> I think that's why I choose to stretch out the length of relationships that I'm in because I don't want to fall in that category. Right. But the thing is with serial monogamous, it's not how long you're with that person. It's that you continue to get into relationships after. It's relationship, relationship, relationship. It's not like you're dating, then get in a relationship, dating, or single, just staying in your singleness. It's like relationship, relationship, relationship. So it doesn't matter. You can have one relationship that's a year, one relationship that's three years, one relationship that's five years, go back to a relationship that's one year. It's just you just fall into instant relationships. There's no kind of period in between where it's just like, okay, I'm just gonna be by myself i'm just gonna date for a little while but no but not have a like a relationship whatever mm -hmm. um and it's like can you do that can you date i mean they have christian seminar they have seminars where it's like how to do christian dating mm -hmm. and christian singles and couples meetups there's and no all sex that stuff. right and it's like so i do believe i know they have a platform for where you can date but it's like yes and it's no sex okay i'm cool with that but just imagine. This is what I think. This, this is what's in my fantasy, bruh. Alright? Beautiful sexual relationships, bro. Like, imagine you meeting another Christ follower. Both of y'all are just on fire for Christ. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about rules, but you just, you and God, both of you and God and that person and God have just a, a general understanding. And they know where their life is going. You know what I'm saying? And you just want to express that in a physical way. Is that possible? Maybe this is just me being a uh I was finna say a hoe, but that, that doesn't make you a hoe. Maybe uh this is just me being horny. But I just wanna I just believe that you can have healthy sex with somebody, but it just be that. But then for me personally, it would just be we go out on dates, you know, we have great times we don't always have to have sex but when we do have sex you know what i'm saying but that's just that's just like a relationship with benefits and all that so i don't really know you know in my fantasy it's better it's better you know <laughs> so do you think you're trying to just make your fantasies yes reality reality yes because i want to be the greatest lover in the world i don't that's yeah the greatest physical lover in the world that's a lot not for me because I, I have there's a side of me that just wants to please you know what I'm saying like but that is something that also needs to, because I feel like that's a codependency thing always wanting to please but not 
having that reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sex is supposed to be a two-person thing. Like, it's not just a one-person thing. It's not just about the man receiving his nuts and you just playing with yourself because he didn't came already and the shit's hot. The shit's on soft now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not about that. I'm sorry, I just reminded uh Black Mirror when she he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then she was like, Do you mind if I finish if I finish my yeah, He looks so and so to like this thing. <laughs> no, she is not. But it's like what the f do you expect? And I feel like men are not very patient with the with the woman's body. It's like they're not. You they well, want I wanna say when we say like this, we're not we're we're generalizing but we obviously know that not every man or every woman is the same yeah but it's like it's just there's no harmony in that either there's no you know what i'm saying foreplay is literally 15 minutes <laughs> okay and then they want to stick it in all dry like no big that's not and then they complain why you not you dry like that's I don't want to blame the man but I feel like that is the man's fault like the reason why a woman is not lubricated is because she's not pleased anymore like and the vagina shrinks you know what I'm saying the <laughs> vagina opens up it's like a flower bruh literally and that's so crazy like if you think about it the vagina is a flower when the vagina is happy ready to be <coughs> pollinated but see that thing is is that it opens we don't we are of a society that I think our society is very prude. Like we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to talk about sex. It's supposed to be this like unspoken thing. Oh, it's like for women, because I can only speak for women personally. Um, it's just like okay, well, if you're a virgin, you're like a good girl, whatever. But you're also prude. And then it's like, if you do enjoy sex and enjoy your sex life, then you're promiscuous, but but you have experience, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, there's, there's so much, there's so much. And it's just like, you can't really, your parents don't want to talk to you about it. And it's just like, how did I get here though? True. There was just one guy at my job He's clearly sexist. Like, just just listen to this man. But he said it, he uh, he met a girl and she showed up at his house with a trench coat on, like with some sexy lingerie on because she wanted to have sex. And he was like, "Yeah, I didn't. Mm, no, I just had to cut her off. And I just I found my wife." And a part of me was like, "Is that wrong to do that? Like, is it wrong? Was it wrong for her to just know what she wanted and she just wanted to have sex with you and wanted that experience or?" The thing is that some men are intimidated by a woman's sexuality. I think we're intimidated by At least I can say for minds. Because I feel like I wouldn't even know what to do. I'm talking all this big shit. But I, I feel like I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think so, yeah. Because it's so powerful. Do you think? I feel like a lot of women know what they want. Um, me personally, like, for the most part, I know what I want. But I feel that I shouldn't be the one doing everything but at the same time it's not necessarily you're doing everything you have to t you have to teach each other how to please each other you're not they're not just gonna know you know what i'm saying 
Like you have to be open. You have to be vulnerable and transparent with the person that you choose but to have sex with. Vulnerability is scary as hell. It is. It is. Because you don't want to look like a fucking like you don't know what you're doing, but you don't. Know what you're but doing. you also, some people, it's like, it's like, ooh, you're a freak. I didn't know that was about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is true. I can say, if you know what you want. Right, and you okay. just you're like, look, do this, all right. But it's like it's it's a part of your experience. If you took the time to know what you like and you dislike, I feel like you should have the you have the right to tell who you choose as your partner to let them know. Hey, no, I don't like that. Can you stop, please? It doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to disrespect the man or whatever, but just like you know what you like and what you don't like. And if there's and if you're in the middle of sex and he's doing something that's not. It just completely turns you off then you need to be or have the courage to just be like hey don't do that how about instead of doing this can you please do that like don't just be like Ugh, get off me you just turn me off you know what i'm saying I feel like i would do that yeah no because that would just ruin the whole the whole thing but it's just like you have to the, the thing is that the person that you choose to be vulnerable vulnerable with you have to have these discussions with before you get into this situation and I think a lot of partners don't know how to be vulnerable with one another. That's nope, why they I can't. Sure don't. That's why they can't have discussions like that. Nope. Because it's so it's it has at least for me it's been frowned upon for so long. Like you can do you can have sex, but you just can't talk about it. So I don't know. We kind of got off topic there. <laughs> Now that goes into secular harmony because it means <coughs> having a healthy expression of sex versus remaining completely abstinent. And it's like, damn, like. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The fact that we can even go in depth about it is like. Nobody's having sex. Even married couples, bruh. Like, you ever see. You ever see married couples and they're not even passionate with one another anymore? They just, I, for me personally, I want to be able to be passionate with my man. Like, I know, like role play. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I tried that one time and I was completely shy and nervous because it's like that, just being that vulnerable. Like, you don't want to look like a fucking idiot or, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to look. So I can understand why that that this the topic is so taboo because it's like. It requires you to be completely transparent to where you're going to be humiliated. But I think that's that's why society is the way it is now and the government is the way it is because we don't require people to be transparent. If we required our government to be transparent with us, would it be as corrupt as it is? You know what I'm saying? Well, if it, if it was corrupt, it would be a choice because we can choose whether to still mess with that person or not. <clears throat> Whereas now we just being fooled. Yeah, but there's, I don't know, but if we were, if we required our partners to be transparent with us, um, especially, um, just in particular, two Christian um, partners, transparency is something that I was afraid of and something that I kind of shied away from because you have to be first honest with yourself. Um, and for me, that was 
difficult because I kind of just bury my shit inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have to bring all of that up to be honest with myself before I can be honest with my partner. Um, and then there's a there's also pride with yeah. me. Um, I felt that you know if I were, for example, like if it got to the point where if it got to the point in a relationship where I would just be like, mm, I would start asking my partner um, if I if like if if it was okay to go out with friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, in the in the moment, I was trying to be transparent, but at the same time, I felt like I was asking permission. Um, but it's just like, no, it's like I want to tell my partner, you know, is it a good idea for me to go out, or you know? Yeah, that can be tricky too because it's like your pride wants you to be like, bitch, I'm I'm the I'm boss wrong, of my yeah, life, like you know. But it's just like you want to have respect for your partner mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like I'm hiding anything. You know what I'm saying? I want I don't want him. Like that's why we have like he has a fingerprint to my phone and I know the code to his phone. Yeah. Um so it's just like at any given time we'll pick up each other's phones to do something. Not necessarily just look through it, but if I'm closer to his phone, I'll look up something on his phone or vice versa. So it's just like you have to be that transparent. You have to be that willing to give that person reasons to trust you because trust is trust is hard to build up but easy easy to tear down do you ever find it hard to like okay i hate to compare it to a tv show but it's the episode on star where the dude in the wheelchair he caught a hard on for the neighbor and he told her he told his girlfriend right like so it's like little things like that like that's transparency you have to be your part, the part. That's why I said it's, it's. That's yeah. That's I feel like that's <clears throat> hard, but you would want that. Like you, just, I would want that. Small, yeah. yeah, because you would want your partner to feel comfortable with you. Like if he feels like he can't come to you with those type of comments, if he's afraid that you're going to be like, oh, so now every time you see that woman outside or you see him looking at her or something, you're going to catch an attitude or say something like a small remark or whatever, then he's not going to come to you with those comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's coming to you because he feels comfortable and he feels vulnerable enough to be that transparent with you. And that's what you should want in your relationship. So that's why it's difficult to have that. How do you react to something like that? Like We're human. And that's something you have to remember. Guys are not just going to stop getting attracted. Their bodies are like... Our bodies... Kinda. I won't say kinda because like we get wet, they get hard. Right. So they have a more outwardly you can basically see what's happening to them, whereas you don't really see what's happening to us. So we can be all gooey gooey, but you're not gonna know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if they were to That's get <laughs> if they were to get, you know, turned on, it's an outward like you can see it regardless you know what i'm saying even if they have jeans on like you can see it so it's just like i would want him to be open with me because you know i could be like oh well you know you you can share that experience 
see I don't know I guess for me that's an insecurity for me I don't yeah I feel like that's an insecurity with me like, okay but if you see a celebrity or you see someone on the street that you find attractive what are you gonna do about it well the last time I was in a relationship I just blocked everything out like I wasn't really attracted to anybody but of course you see people that you're attracted to but I guess I guess it is a choice that you have to you have to be secure in a relationship to know that you can be attracted to somebody and not and not be disloyal but I take attraction to somebody else as being like are you going to be disloyal to me like you know or are you getting a hard on like does that mean you want to go have sex with them you know what I'm saying right. like or are you telling me this? I, I respect the fact that you telling me this, but what does that mean? Like, do you want like do you want to go fuck her? Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So for me, it's like I guess that's a way of trying to have control, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's another thing that that really isn't taught when you are like a Christian person seeking a relationship. Um, we're not really taught about all the mental, emotional aspects of what goes on in a man and a woman's mind when you're in a relationship that all of that's like kept secret and it's just like we're supposed to just deal with that on our own but then when we do that it creates if we don't talk about it it creates insecurities you know so it's just like if the man doesn't explain to you that yeah you know i'm attracted I'm going to be attracted, just like you're going to, you may try to suppress it, but if you weren't trying to physically suppress it or mentally suppress it, you would still be attracted. You're not, you're not negating the fact that you're attracted, you're just trying to suppress it so you feel like you don't act on it. But the attraction yeah. is still there. Um, so, you, you kind of just have to, I don't know, it just goes back to just being, um, being whole as an individual um yeah. so maybe if you're whole as a as a christian individual you are able to have those <laughs> sexual experiences but to me i feel like it would both people would have to be the same because if you're if you're you know christian and you're whole or trying to be whole so you you are um you know holding up to your morals and standards or whatever and then you you have chemistry with someone who either is christian or non-christian but they're not completely whole and they attach themselves to you now you're not on the same page because now you're this christian half whole person <laughs> who you know is securing yourself but now you're attached to someone who's not not really secure themselves or has control issues or has um you know trauma or you know unsaid boundaries or whatever attached to them and the thing is is that when you're not self-aware and maybe that's the better word instead of whole when you're not self-aware of who you are and what makes you 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 bring about people who like are the same level as you so you may true so that's why it's hard it's hard for a christian self-aware self-aware christian to me if i were to go back in a dating pool because i want to find people i want to find people who are christian self-aware i want to find people on my same level and that's 
that's going to be difficult because you have to dig deeper. That's not something you're going to be see superficially. So to me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be trying to have sexual uh, relationships because you don't know what comes with that. Right. <laughs> that's true. You don't. And yeah. You have to dig. You have to dig very deep to. I feel you have to dig very deep to get to that point where you know. I mean, you can kind of like if you're gonna if you're gonna dig deep, you might as well get in a relationship with them. Right. But, but you at don't the same want time, to get in a relationship. but at the same time, sex is a relationship. Well, having a sexual relationship, that's yeah. You might as well just be with the person. Basically. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Because, but even if you do have sex, there is a responsibility that you that you have to have. Because for me personally, if I have sex with somebody, I'm only having sex with you. Like I'm not. If I like the sex that we're having, there's no need for me to go out and. But the other person may want to. Right to keep know. going. Right. So that's another thing. So it's like you want an exclusive sexual relationship but you don't want a relationship so it gets it can get very yeah i, I get yeah, what you're saying those are called situationships yeah and i don't want to speak those over my life <laughs> <laughs> because situationships tend to be excuse you sorry sorry y'all situation i forgot that we was even recording <laughs> situationships tend to be negative you know but Well, I feel like that's a perfect segue into why God does society want to label each individual? That's a paradox. How can we be individuals? Like we want to identify what something is. Like we need to know what it right. is specifically. To put it in a box. It's just like we don't need to put everything under a label. I don't know where that came from. I gotta do more research so do on that. Do you feel that way in relationships? As far as putting a label on a relationship. I mean, yeah, like heteronormative, monogamous. I feel like that's too much. Yeah, and that's pretty much the label that relationships in society want us to be: heteronormative, monogamous. But I'm talking about like, let's say you're dating somebody, and Mm -hmm. it's like you want to know, identify what you guys are doing. Is it wrong or is it right for the person to be like, I don't want to put a label on it? Or is that just a form of manipulation to continue to do what they want to do? So that's based on that person's personality. Um, I've been in a relationship and that's the thing, like it was a relationship. Anything that you're two people doing things together, sexual, non-sexual, whatever, consistently, that's a relationship. So regardless, you're just you just don't want to put a name on it because either you want the freedom to say that you're not in a relationship, um, you have been scarred by relationships, so you don't want to put that label on there because it brings up your trauma of your past relationships. Um, those are just the two scenarios I've run into. Um, but I'm the type of person, and we we'll talk about this. Uh, I guess whatever, but <laughs> um, I'm the type of person that when I'm, a, and that's why I categorize myself another label as a ser- serial monogamous because when I get into any type of relationship, I instantly turn into girlfriend. So like, cause to me, my, my love languages are um, acts of service, 
um, and gifts. So I started doing stuff for you because I care for you. Obviously, in my relationship, I care for you. So I started cleaning your your place. I start cooking for you. Like I start thinking about gifts. Like I'll just surprise you with different gifts and stuff. So it's just like that's just who I am. I am like when I'm attached to you in that way, especially intimately. I become that person that's there for you. That if you need me, call me. Um, you know, I try to do my best to please you, um, not just sexually, but you know, in other ways. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my why God is why God can't we have sexually healthy relationships? <laughs> Why God is sex so? I don't, I don't know. For something to be so beautiful, it's very, it can be it can be very negative. It can, and it can be also very confusing. It is, and it's like, why did you give it to us? Why did you give it to us? I'm not gonna say you don't have a way for you don't have a guy for how it's supposed to be used, but it's like. That guide is in a box, I feel like, or it's taught in a box, mm -hmm. and and it's labelized this. Like in every every sermon that I've heard so far about sex, sex is good if you use it this way. And it's like, but there are like a billion fucking people in the world. You know what I'm saying? So it can't all just be used that specific way. You know? So yeah, why God? You feel me? Why God didn't you just make us robots? I'm kind of glad you didn't though. Because then I feel like it wouldn't be fun to be a human. Yeah, but the fact that he did it means that I feel that he wants us to be individuals. He gave us individual gifts and talents. Not everybody has the same gifts and talents. So, and then we use those gifts and talents to solve the world's problems. Um, I just don't understand why he would enable us to be creative in our own right, the right, you know, what he's given us. But in this one aspect of religion or spirituality, we all have to be the same. That that, that doesn't that just doesn't make sense to me, and that's also what I'm struggling with with Catholicism, because I feel like. I'm still the 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 mentality that I had before Catholicism was it's a cult because <laughs> we're all in there we're doing saying the same chants prayers whatever and we're we the same lifestyle yeah we're supposed to be you know living this this same label of Catholicism but where everybody is different everybody has different experiences perceptions lifestyles how are we all supposed to fit in these characteristics it just doesn't make sense to me you know what i'm saying like yeah. and then if you don't then oh you're not you're not catholic if you believe something outside of catholicism you're not catholic you should be excommunicated and it's just like it gives you anxiety yeah, because this it's like, damn, I thought I was being authentic to myself, but apparently not. I need to I need to like 
basically change all my beliefs to this one belief because that's what my religion says that I should be doing. And it's just like, how? I have different experiences. I have different outlooks, um, perceptions of how I feel the world should be. And so I'm struggling with that in my spirituality because I feel that I can't say that I'm Catholic and um, have different views because I feel like people won't listen to me. They will basically say that, you know, I shouldn't be Catholic or blah, 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 whatever. But at the same time, you know, if God gave me <clears throat> the... I, I, okay, so one thing I, I heard was if you think that something should be done about it, you should do it. You, you are the one. If you're passionate about something like, oh my gosh, people should do something about deforestation. If that's on your heart, if that has been put on your heart, then you're the one that's supposed to do something. And you have to figure out how to use your talents and skills that God has given you to do that thing. So it's just like if I have this passion about these different topics or whatever, um, then God has put it on my heart to do something about it. Um, and I shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, my religion says this, this, and this, or, you know, I'm um, being a bad Christian or a bad Catholic because of what I believe or what's on my heart. And so it's just, it just sucks. <laughs> it really does, mm -hmm. um, for lack of better words. Like, I'm trying to improve my vocabulary, but whatever. You know, it's... It sucks um, because I don't want someone to say that I'm not Catholic just because, you know, I want justice and equity for all. True. And it's like, that's what, and then it's like the difference between religion and spirituality. Yeah. Like me to me religion is the church itself, like but spirituality is your actual relationship with God. And I feel like spirituality is more important than religion and that's why there's a lot of people coming forward today who are saying they're spiritual but not religious. And I understand that. Because religion has a lot of just stuff attached to it. Just attributes and just I don't know but um it was a it was a message that the pastor was saying and he gave the definition for religion let's see if I can find it but basically what he was saying was the Latin word for religion means For religion? Yeah. Yeah, so I just have an issue with that. Um, I want to be an individual, um, but I want to be an individual who is Christ-driven. Um, so just trying to find that secular harmony between my spirituality and the world. And the thing is, is that the world generally is 
not Christian. So the Christian aspect of our lives are very small in comparison to um, the secular part. Like there's secularism everywhere we look, billboards, music, you know, the radio stations, um, the stores we shop at, you know, secularism is everywhere we look. So, you know, why do I have to sue? I feel like if you want all Christian or, I don't know, like I feel like you should be a monk or nun or priest. But even then you have to be in the secular world. So it's just like, there's never gonna be a point I fear that you're not of the secular world, unless you're just living off the grid somewhere and you have your own space. But... Yeah, but I think that's why... I think that's why most people try to um, tie themselves into the church. They just only they separate themselves from the world and just either go to church or believe in their spiritual practices, which I can understand because you don't realize how much of that stuff is actually filtered into your life. Like, right. like what you were saying about the music, um, the positive thing, like you, you go from listening to secular music and then you start listening to Christian music or something positive and you go back to it and you realize, hey, y'all was filling my head with all of that shit. They not talk about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, at some point, yes, you have to live in the secular world, but I guess it's just a way of, like here it says, to filter. You have to have a world filter. Like, for the word, um, for like living in the secular world. Because, yes, not everybody's going to have the same beliefs as you, and everything is going to cater to the world. That's why you have specific groups that can that cater to specific groups, you know. Right. And that's that's that community. But you just kind of have to have a filter, you know. But I can't find it. But basically, um, the pastor was saying that religion, the Greek word or the Latin word for religion, is like a more, which ties you to uh, spiritual practices and laws, so that you're not drifting away from God. So that's where that's where religion got its basically is derived from but it's not about religion it's not about tying yourself to God by doing these specific things it is about relationships so you can be like on crack you know what I'm saying I'm not saying this is justified but you can be on crack but you can also still have a relationship with God and even though let's say you blow your last 10 to go get a little rock or something you know and I mean, God doesn't love you any less. And I think more than anything, <clears throat> which I find it's very hard to grasp, is that he already knows who you are. And he still accepts you. You know, we think that we have to change and stuff. But it's like, no, God just basically wants you to be yourself. And that's very hard to accept because it's like, really, God? Like, you really want me to be myself, you know, because you're so used to just having to change and stuff. But I mean, that's what unconditional love is, ain't it? Mm -hmm. So, but that's something that tastes like that's a process, bro. Like to actually really learn that 
because it's like we feel so good about ourselves today because we st we're productive we're being too productive today but it's like what about yesterday or the day before does god love us less or does he love us more today than he did then it's like no you know what I'm saying? He loves us the same, but to actually wrap that around your mind is like, it can be very difficult. It can be very difficult. Sorry, that was kind of a rant. No, it's good. Like, this is what this podcast is for. Um, trying to declutter our minds and get to a clearer understanding of what it means to be Christian and what it means to be an individual in a secular world. Um, so that's why we have these open conversations. Um, if there is, you know, a topic that you would like us to discuss, you know, let us know. Um, Hit us up, man. Shit, you can get on it with us. Yeah, just let us know because we are, there's, there's so much going on in the world and sometimes we feel like we are going through it alone but then we commune with each other and then we realize that we may not have the exact same experiences but the trauma still affects us the same you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um and we need a place where we can come and discuss it and just feel that we are being heard and you know being just able to to break it down to to a point where we can really get to the bottom of it instead of just kind of tiptoeing around it um or judging ourselves and then you know in turn just kind of burying it so that we don't actually deal with it and that just carries on into our adulthood the more you keep burying like the less you are yourself true the more you keep burying like what do you mean like the more tr the every time I experience a trauma, I just kind of bury it with the rest of them. Like I have a whole trauma vault in my mind, mm -hmm. and so, but it's becoming harder and harder for me to be vulnerable and transparent with new people in my life. Um, so it affects me. So the the more you just bury it and don't talk about it. I mean, you don't have to talk about it with your know, friends or whatever if you're not comfortable, but like a therapist or start doing like a, a trauma journal or, you know, something like that so that you can get it out. Because when you hold it in, you're denying yourself healing. You're denying yourself the fact that these are real things that happen to you. You have real feelings about them. They are valid and you need to be able to um, you know, digest them and, you know, so it's not just in a vault. It's the, they, they come out the vault and they become just experiences that you've had, um, that you can grow from and use to help others. Um, but if you keep it, if you bury it, then you, you won't, you won't heal. So it's like, you won't, um, you, you're not yourself when you're unhealed you're not yourself you you're hiding you're um there's just there's just so many things that you do subconsciously when you're when you're hurting um that's not allowing you to be fully authentically you like you don't feel that you can be loved or that you are that your feelings are valid and you know things like that hinder you from having uh, you know, high self-esteem and 
feeling that you are worthy um so it really helps to have spaces like this or to even by yourself you know have a journal or you know a video diary or something where you can go to and express yourself so that everything's just not inside all the time um yeah that's true this um, makes me want to get back into astrology but mainly the elements <laughs> i don't know why not because i'm i'm experiencing your air energy the communication part oh like it well, seems like that's what that is just being able to communicate well i'm working on that because I have a lot of, I'm still working on that insecurity where I feel like I'm not worthy enough to be heard. Um, Interesting. You know, and that's why I want to start praying more out loud because I used to pray out loud, but now I feel embarrassed. I feel like what I'm talking about, I worry too much about what I'm saying. Um, but it's like, I shouldn't do that because first of all, when you're praying, it's, you tap into the Holy Spirit. Um, so the Holy Spirit is giving you what you need to say so that whoever it's for <laughs> hears the message. Mm -hmm. um, so, but if you let me personally, I let my anxiety of the perceptions of society get into my head. And then I'm like, oh, should I say this? Should I talk about this? Or blah, blah, blah. And you start saying, so I started just, I would stop praying out loud. And now I'm like, I have so much anxiety if someone asks me to pray. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But you do pretty often, though. Is that why you ask all of us, oh, do you want to pray? Yeah, because I don't <laughs> want to pray. <laughs> but your prayers are beautiful. Yeah, but I don't, like, I have to, once I start, I'm okay. But it's the starting part where I feel like I have a lot of anxiety. But, yeah, so I just have a lot of healing to do. So that's why I said, you know, to heal... Um, you know, if you keep burying your stuff, you, you're not going to be authentic to yourself. Like now I'm trying to learn how to do that. And that goes to our, what got my mind is being authentic to myself. Like I have to re-authenticate myself. Yeah. You don't even realize that you don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Like I can say that I don't even know who I am. And I think the things that I do know. I'm afraid of like, I'm afraid to know. That's why I wrote that list. Yeah. <clears throat> but um what's got what's got my mind change, wanting to grow and change. And I keep looking back because I keep thinking about what if I what if something happens, you know. I know I just keep feeling I guess finding maybe it's self sabotaging, but just trying to find a way to go back. Like what if I go back or what if this happens or that happens? Will I go back or you got to go back? Just looking backwards instead of forward. So, but I definitely want to grow and evolve and change. And even this conversation is very enlightening and I realize I want to be healthy. <laughs> what you listening to? Um, well, we just finished the audiobook The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, which had a lot to do with change and choices. Um, and habits and we actually have to finish that workbook today yeah I just thought about um, <clears throat> if you go online um, it's like the compoundeffects.com slash free or something of course you have to put your email in all that stuff but you get a free workbook um, to go 
to um that goes with the book um to kind of get you in the habit or not really in the habit but just kind of get you self-aware of what values you um what values you you care about and what are or that are important to you and all of that stuff so we have to do the second part of that today but yeah that's what we're listening to um it is very it definitely i think it's a the, lot of information it is it is a lot of information <clears throat> but i think the main concepts were um take full responsibility for your life and not just say you are but actually knowing that you are fully responsible so it's like oh man one of the examples he said was i'm late for work because of traffic but it's like you traffic yeah you you got up later than you were supposed to you took that extra time to watch that video before you left the house like that's what got you late you have to take full responsibility you know for that and so by taking full responsibility you know you have to look at your choices that you're making um so your choices are important your habits are important um your core values are important um yeah so that's a, a really good book um you know i'm not sure if i mentioned this before i think i did but i can't remember but I listen to my audiobooks on Overdrive. All you need is a library card. Library cards are free. And <laughs> <laughs> um, you can log in with your library card and you can um, you know, sign up and it gets you access to audiobooks and ebooks that download to your phone. Um, you can check them out for about 21 days, I believe. And yeah, they're readily available right there for you. Um, so it's an amazing app. Um, that's where I look, listen to my audiobooks for free. Cha-ching. Gotta say that dollar. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm still working on Thick and Grow Rich. I know, I know. I've been reading that for like four months now, but that is an intense book. Okay, guys? Like there is so much information. Like I have to take a break, <laughs> but I am going to get back to it, um, this week. <sighs> Hopefully, I have like three other audiobooks. With the self-help books, man, you gotta take that shit slow, bro, <laughs> because you gotta apply everything. You can't just read all of that stuff and say you read it. Like you actually, it only works if you apply it. Right. So some you have to figure out ways to apply that to your life, and sometimes you don't even know. Like I get it that you it take you four months. It don't matter how long it take you. At least you need to be able to take at least one thing from that book and be able to apply it to your life. So if you reading something and that shit take you forever. Don't feel bad because you're trying to understand it. Like, you have to understand it. Once you're done with the book, you need to be able to know what it is you read and what takes something away from it. You know what I'm saying? So, especially with the self-help stuff, that shit, like the compound effect, that was so much information. <laughs> like, I don't even know. And that was only a four-hour audio book. Yeah, it's like, I think the only thing I took was your why. That's it. Oh, to know your why. To know yeah. your why. Everything else, like, I have to go back and actually write that stuff down. You know what I'm saying? Like, But then we end up with papers and papers of stuff. That's why I, that's why I feel I like I want to write stuff down. Like, the workbook. I, if books come with workbooks, read through the book. If you need to read it a second time, read it a second time. But if it comes with a workbook, do the workbook. And then use the workbook to adapt what it is the book was talking about in your life not everything comes with a workbook obviously but really if you take one thing 
from each chapter or every section or whatever it is and kind of make it into a statement that you can remember or apply to your life i feel like that's good but like writing too much stuff we already had tons of papers of, this, <laughs> of stuff we've we written down right and i need to you see all of this stuff all the papers that i carry around it's just like i have to stop doing that so if it comes with a workbook do it if it doesn't you know write one thing from each each um chapter or section that really grabs your attention and resonate with your life to apply um but yeah other than that read bro that's the only read research and apply but you got to slow down to apply yeah you do you do have to and you and it takes time it's not gonna come like you know that like it takes time so healing is a healing right now is a forever journey for me like I feel like growing as an adult is a forever journey. We're never gonna stop growing. You're never gonna get get to the point where you're like, cool, no more. I don't have to do no more research about personal development because I have it all. Like no, like that's gonna be a journey for the rest of your life. And that's something they don't teach you in school. There's so much they don't teach you in school, but that's a, again another topic. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this was a very long episode. We probably should have started that off. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to go this long. But it's all right. You loved us. If you got into this point, that means you love us. Yes, and we thank you and we appreciate you for so listening to us discern our life. Um, and hopefully we have helped you discern yours. And remember, right now, we don't know what the fuck we doing. At all. Even though it sounds like you hear this, you hearing this podcast right now, you're like, damn, they got this shit together. No. No the fuck we don't. At, no, no. No the fuck <laughs> we don't. At all. But that's the point. You, you do, even when you don't have your shit together, you do one thing that's going to help you get your shit together. Because oftentimes you get confused, see people doing their thing, you're like, damn, duh, oh my goodness, they... No, it's not like that. Like, we're in the ugly stages right now. But the point is, we have a desire to get out of the ugly stage, to learn. So we're doing little things, small things, you know, to help us to get out of that. And that's what you have to do. You have to do something small. So you listening to this podcast is something small, you know. Reading a book like the self-help book, personal development. Even if you read a sentence, you know, a word. You know, it's small. And just because you see somebody and they highlight real or you think they got a whole bunch of podcast episodes does not mean that they ass is not struggling, bro. So we remember all that. Struggling. We are all struggling, but we just Some people have better ways of masking it than others. Yeah. Alright, y'all. My name is Redeem Rebel. And I'm Chai. We're gonna catch y'all next time. Peace.